You're listening to Mystic Living, and I'm Larry DeRussia. This is the first episode in a three-part series on near-death, or NDE. We are exploring it from my personal experience, from a quantum physics, and from a spiritual point of view. This is part one, my personal experience. My teenage years were consumed by exploring caves in southeastern New Mexico. The experience of the absolute darkness of getting lost below the earth, of angels and dragons met at those depths, set the tone of my life. I always expected those angels and those dragons would reappear. I didn't expect how. But the dragons were lurking. A glaring wet November evening covered the downtown Los Angeles highway like moisture on the cave walls. I had just started the mind-numbing drive north to San Francisco, and everything made me edgy. The car noises, the blinding lights reflecting on the road, the drone of the radio. As I approached the Lancashire Boulevard exit near Hollywood on the highway, a resounding voice suddenly jolted me out of my thoughts. The voice detonated in the air, prompting me to swiftly turn my head to see if there was someone in the car. No one. In a mere instant, perspiration enveloped my forehead, and I questioned what was happening. This time, the voice, it seemed to come from the empty passenger seat next to me. But there was no one there. The voice said, leave the freeway now. I turned off the exit with my rational mind saying, right, it must be time for dinner, something to eat, it's late. The very last thing I recall is the feeling of faintness. I lost consciousness heading down the off-ramp, a car rolling to a stop in the middle of a busy intersection at rush hour. When I awoke, my three-piece suit felt as though it had been in a washing machine. I struggled to look around, hopelessly wondering what I could do, what was happening. Utterly perplexed and still dazed, I tried to start the car, completely unaware that it was still in operation. I pushed the gas pedal. The tires screamed at me, and I turned the corner into the now-fading gas station. In this dotted haze, the car still rolling to a stop, I fought to open the door. I realized how weak I'd become and how frantic I was to get to the payphone. This was a desperate struggle. Minutes seemed like hours. I stumbled toward the payphone in the front of the station, no more than 20 feet away. Every movement required intense effort. I just couldn't make it. Dropping to my knees, I passed out again. When I regained consciousness moments later, I was holding on to the phone. I pulled myself up and called my nearby in-laws. The doctors ran tests for diabetes, adrenal failure, heart condition, and could find nothing wrong. They just didn't know what else. And I really wanted to head back home to San Francisco, thinking this was just an anomaly. I was seriously ill. My symptoms were marked intense and many within weeks of driving back. I could not walk even a short distance without quickly becoming exhausted and completely drenched in sweat. I had brief periods of sleep 
tormented by pain. When I couldn't sleep, I talked to myself for comfort. I prayed for help. I did affirmations, visualizations, and read prayer treatments from the Science of Mind textbook. Anything and everything that anybody suggested, I worked on doing those. I would try it. Even tried laughing myself into healing. By late December, I was holding on to life through little things, writing every thought, feelings, and words I journaled. I wrote of the gallant triumph of taking five steps to get a glass of water, or the pain and the level going from eight to seven. My heart's rhythms were constantly changing. My pulse would spontaneously skyrocket two or three times a day. Trying to focus my eyes was, well, hard. Anxiety and fear would grip my mind when anything changed. Anticipating the next episode kept me in constant fear. I was lost in a sea of mental and physical trauma. Then came another surprise. One evening, I had an experience of intense peace. My body felt strangely stable. I got up and I walked all the way into the kitchen. I told my wife I was feeling fine and that I could now walk. She came over right away saying, you're so pale, I can't understand what you're saying either. Let's go back to the couch. With her help, I just made it within a foot of the couch. Then I felt a sensation as if I was being anointed with hot oil, as my energy drained away and my body, now a million pounds, dropped with a thud. It's a bit tricky to explain what happened next. Somehow, I went deep within myself, and suddenly, I was looking down at my body from above the room. I watched the surrounding areas and the sound of sirens filling the air as the paramedics arrived. I observed as they rushed in and immediately started working. One of them said, no pulse, no air. Paddles, get the paddles. I could hear conversations all around me, neighbors talking, phones ringing. At one point, I could see thoughts as objects in the air. The paramedics worked on me for some time, and finally, they said, he's gone. At that moment, there was no transition, and in an instant, my attention shifted and I was transported into another realm of absolute light a vast white void. Then my entire life flickered before me like a movie reel of still frames and animated sequences. There were no judgments, no sense of right and wrong, no speech, no sound. I found the only thing I could express is how I wished I'd have loved more in so many of those situations. There was this ocean of love, a presence, profound, gentle, loving, and familiar. I was surrounded by an unusual impression of being home. This presence somehow let me know there was more for me to do if I chose. I had a purpose to complete. The choice was mine, to return to my body or to continue into the light. 
But the peace and the joy of going further into this light pulled me like a powerful magnet. Moving towards the light was bliss. Going back was blank. And I clearly understood I would have to go back into another body, starting over again as a baby. I made the choice to return to this earthly life rather than to be in this experience. I knew I had to return. When leaving the body, it was like traveling beyond the earth into deep space. Returning was more like magic. Suddenly, I was looking from above at my body, and I thought, there's something wrong. My thoughts floated in. How was this limitless being going to get back into that small, lifeless body? Before I knew it, I opened my eyes to a foggy world. Help, my wife yelled. His eyes moved. The paramedics ran back in and checked my vitals. I heard him say, You've been gone for over seven minutes, man. Wow, this is a record for us. For several months, I worked to coordinate my body. Then, after starting my recovery, I was in terror again. At 35 years old, I suffered a radical, crushing pain that doubled me over onto the floor. Clammy sweat dripped through my hazy vision, bringing back that sensation of L.A. and the car and the rain and then the caves as things started to get dark. I couldn't get enough air. I grasped over and over again. The pain intensified, ripped through my entire chest, all the way around to my back. I crawled across the floor to a phone. A thought played over and over again. Maybe this time I can stay. I finally dialed my friend, who was an MD homeopath, he said, call 911 and get to the hospital as soon as you can. My response surprised both of us. It's okay, I said. I'll just stay here. I know what awaits me and it's not my time. Besides, I've gone through the hard part before. The recovery process was anything but usual. Nothing was as I expected. I thought that coming out of the experience, I would no longer have any earthly obstacles to overcome. But it was very difficult for me to be in crowds. The energy from people was like electric jolts to my body. The overload would cause my body to go into uncontrollable shaking. An insight flashed through at one point. All the karmic causes were creating the effects showing up in this life and they needed to be completed if I was going to stay on the other side. I was completing those karmas, and if I left it alone, didn't react, life would take care of it. But not to react? I thought, okay. Easy. Wrong. It wasn't long before I was indeed reacting and judging. There were positive changes, my intuition was deeply awakened, and I was given insights. When this all started, the doctors explained I had cancer and if I continued, I would die. They were right, 
After several years, my MD said it was likely pancreatic and it was a tumor. But since I refused the tests except for the MRI, there was no other way of knowing. Although years later, I had an echocardiogram for which found, they found some damage, clearly from the heart attack. The dragon was this impossible experience I had gone through, while the angels, I somehow felt guided me along. One last thing. Since childhood, I have felt life was God's dream. After my experiences, I believe it. No amount of rationalizing, this or any other experience, or the world, matters to me at this point. All that matters is how much I can love.